Hey, what's up? This is Tyler G of Batman Figs on Instagram as well as B Batman TAS Figs on YouTube. And I wanted to talk to you guys about Soap Studios figures because they have a brand new premium cloth goods, tons of accessories to work, Joker figure, bank robber version, Heath Ledger from the Dark Knight film. I'm pretty sure you've heard of it. And it is available now for pre-order. You can find that at Big Bad Toy Store. Or you could just check out Soap Studios on Instagram. Or you could check out my review on my YouTube page. Again, that's Batman TAS Figs. And if you want to see pictures of it, I have a lot over on my Instagram, Batman Figs. I'm telling you, these are very nice figures, especially this Joker figure. Um, it's on a Mezco-style soft goods, if you've ever seen Mezco. So... I definitely would jump on this figure while you can. Go pre-order it. You won't regret it. Soap Studios. Get them while they're hot. We interrupt the regularly scheduled documentary on see-through coffins. Remains to be seen. To bring you DC figures and collectibles. I'm Tyler G of Batman Figs. And I am joined by my co-host all the way from Stoke-on-Trent, England, people. It's Scott P. How are you doing, Scott? Hello, Tyler. Hello to everybody listening. I hope you're all doing great. And um, yeah, I'm doing good too, thank you. Yeah, how are you doing? I am actually fantastic. This is a, awesome. a really exciting show. We have a lot to talk about. You got a a perfectly timed package and post. Yes. I, and a new figure. We've, we've both got some new stuff to talk about. Some oh, good yeah. and some bad. We have a great interview from a previous guest we've had on, and D Amazing. Yes, D Amazing is going to be on the show, which is uh, a big deal. He's, yeah, one of the main, uh, one of the mainstays of YouTube and Instagram. So yeah, good fun talking to him. And uh, yes, I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. Yeah, we already did the interview, and we we're pretty pumped on it. So we're pretty yes. chuffed on ourselves right now. Pretty chuffed, yeah. Which. <laughs> English slang for those of you that don't get that, Tyler does. <laughs> yes, and uh, so first off, let's talk about a great fun in the weekend thing that you did with Lewis this past weekend, and it is the Green Lantern. Yes, yeah. And you guys were able to get pretty creative, and especially you busted out a ton of figures I didn't even know you had. <laughs> and there's one shot in particular I really love just because even though it's all green lanterns, there's tons of different variety in it. And it's a outside shot with you got Hal, you got Batman as Green Lantern, and I don't even know what the other two are. So you have to explain. Right. OK. Uh, yeah. So the, the Green Lantern theme was a lot of fun and a nice splash of um, a nice splash of green on our pages for a change. It was like it was March 17th. <laughs> yeah it was yeah no it was and um or saint patrick's day or something <laughs> something along something along those um sort of lines but um it, it was an absolute pleasure to do it and um me and lewis were kind of debating this theme a while back um and sort of saying oh should we should we do a green latin theme don't know if we've got enough um enough figures to do it or if we've got enough variety of figures to do it, because we, we may have sort of five cool figures, but how to adapt that into a whole, you know, like 10 posts worth of, of material, it's, it's difficult. So we decided to, to take a punt and go for it because we thought it'd be, it'd be good fun. 
to try it out. And yeah, people seemed to enjoy it, which was amazing. Now, speaking um, of someone enjoying it, you had someone that really, really enjoyed your first picture. And we even talked about it a little bit on the previous show because it was one of our favorite episodes from early on in Justice League. And especially you talked about just how awesome it was that uh, they come into the second episode and they got a story that's just dedicated to Green Lantern because we don't know much about him. You yes. recreated a scene and talked about how much like you love the episode, talked about how you found the background. And then yeah. what happened later in the day? Oh, Matt, th- this was ridiculous. I mean, th- this is like mad. Um, Philomar <laughs> actually uh, shared one of my pictures. Philomar is the voice of John Stewart. Of like everyone's, also everyone else's childhood, like every other TV show. Uh, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> Samurai Jack, and um, he's done the voice of Static Shock as well. Like so many cool characters, and it was just mad. I couldn't believe it when I, when I first saw it. I was like, "What, what the hell's going on here? Like, what, what, what is this?" What is this? <laughs> yeah, like I couldn't believe it. Man. What, what, what was going on? But. Yeah, and it wasn't like nice he just shared it. It wasn't like he just shared it in a story either. He posted it on his main page. I know. I, I couldn't believe it, man. It's like the pinnacle of toy photography for me. That was crazy. <laughs> that was so awesome. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. I was, uh, I was in a movie when you messaged me, so I was a little delayed on it. But I was like, my mind was blown inside the movie watching. I was like, I could care less about the movie anymore. There and I, I was. I just awesome. sat down going through my phone like I was about to post, <laughs> and then all of a sudden saw that. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was tempted to sue him for copyright because I didn't technically give him. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I didn't. <laughs> no, honestly, it was crazy, and to be shared from someone that is such an inspiration. And we were talking with um, Astro Ender on the previous show, saying how serious John Stewart was in that series and what a great character he was. Like him and Batman were the the two like sort of hardcore serious members of Justice League, and that always stood out to me as a kid. You know, he's so determined and brave and he isn't afraid to show who he is his identity and um so for the voice of of a character like that um to share a picture is just mind-blowing to me and yeah big thanks to him it really is so kind yeah i mean if you're a batman fan that's about as close as a to a batman character as you can get in his resolve yeah but Definitely. what is what is the what is the figure on the to the right of green lantern batman in that one picture <laughs> Okay, so that that is um, an armored Green Lantern from Alex Ross. Um, oh, Kingdom is, Come style. Okay, Kingdom Come style. Yeah, definitely is. And that yeah, is it's so a, sick. It's a beautiful figure, and it's a Soka the Geek once again that made me buy this figure, as well as many others. <laughs> he um, he did pictures of him a while back, and a little bit like the Green Lantern Batman. I've just been kind of searching here and there for him um, for a while, and and he popped up on ebay for i think i've won him for about 13 pounds which is an absolute bargain he's worth four or five times that usually um i couldn't believe it when i when i won it for him but he is such an amazing figure really is and the details the shield he's got a big sort of staff um that is attached to his arm as well which looks so cool um i wanted to do some individual pictures of him but they kind of suck so i thought i'll, I'll put him in a group photo with uh, the three other lanterns that I've got in the same scale and um, yeah, just doing nice outdoor pictures. Some nice outdoor pictures with him. And what could you tell us about the alien female to the far left? Okay, so that um, figure, recently my mum and dad went to Prague and there was a comic shop over there and they, 
they sent uh, a picture of this figure, um, the Green Lantern, who it released in 2011. Now the name is uh, Saranik Natu, is the Green Lantern mm. in this particular picture. So uh, she's a cool character, nice detail. She kind of reminds me of Katmatui from the um, Justice League series as well. She's got that similar sort of look to her, similar. Um, similar sort of outfit and things, so it's pretty cool. And she's a really nice figure, fits in really well with um, the Capullo Hal Jordan. Really nice colours, very similar, cool outfit. And yeah, she's a nice figure. And I definitely want to pick up a few more Green Lanterns to sort of army build them. Um, yeah, because it's such a cool character in general. Yeah, and you really even is. have the Squirrel Green Lantern. Yes, yeah. The accessory I pack. I was going to put him in that picture, but his scale is too small to fit on and make it look any any good so i decided not to bother with that but definitely want to get a few more green lantern figures maybe a few red lanterns and blue lanterns that'd be quite cool so in in summary you crushed an animated classic you got reposted by the person that voiced it you're able to post an assortment of green lanterns of different collections in one shot you're able to be creative with the already used animated Hal Jordan body and make a Batman Green Lantern. You're able to do a retro shot from a toy line that we all love from a few years ago with just DC Icons classics oh, to finish it up. Yeah. You filled it on the Green Lantern weekend for I mean I mean, like you said, it could be a trip, you feel like crap, it could be a river. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, thank you. That, no, that really does mean a lot, especially with a theme that, you know, both me and Lewis don't photograph Green Lanterns very often or at all. And um, like some of these figures are, like you said, never photographed before. So um, it, it was definitely good fun to do. And it, it's nice breaking out of a, a sort of, I don't want to say comfort zone, but I guess it kind of is. And um, it's a bit like what you say with, you know, when you don't do BTS pictures for a while. And you kind of freestyle on it. That's what it feels like when you do pictures <laughs> of of new figures that you don't photograph very often. So like Lewis did um, his first post that he did this weekend. He's got the really cool um, Simon Baz in the background um, of his picture with John Stewart and Al Jordan. And then um, he did the one with Bruce Wayne, the bat signal, used the, um, I think it's the Logan coat he used on John Stewart, which is really cool. And then you've got the, the finale with Flash that he did. Oh, I think it was the Nightmare Batman coat. Yeah, it's just, it's so cool. So, so cool. And some really nice details he put into that. And, um, yeah, really good fun. Really enjoyed it. And, I, I mean, his third post that he did for that, Bruce Wayne and Hal Jordan oh, on no, the Bat I Signal. I see it. I see yeah. it. He switched the coats. I see Gordon has the Nightmare coat on in the background of that one shot. Fantastic. Yeah. No, that's even a really creative shot, the using Hal Jordan in disguise, because uh, they actually does do that in the animated series, too. Yeah, definitely. It, it's fantastic. And um, I really enjoy the colors that Lewis used, especially on our first post. Oh, yeah. I was just about to say that. That was like a, like just the absolute space sci-fi fantasy shot. Yeah, it is. And that's what's great about Green Lanterns. You can go berserk with all the backgrounds and put whatever you want in there. It's not like with Batman, where you're limited to cities or... I mean, that's why I, lo- that's why I love seeing the animated series so much, because you just see him in so many different surroundings, like on Apocalypse and, and New Genesis. And, Middle um, East. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And in Gorilla City, all these amazing places that he gets to visit and gets to go to. And um, 
that's what's so cool about about that. And um, you know, Batman in that series said it himself. Like Superman taught him that you know justice doesn't always have to come from the darkness. So that's that's good fun seeing Batman in them surroundings, and equally good fun to photograph figures in some lighter surroundings as well. And then speaking of uh, speaking of Lewis, if you guys have time to check out, he did a great post, and he uh, posted some thoughts on a line of figures that he recently got. So I would yes, definitely go definitely. check that out as well. Yeah, some really cool. And then some really cool figures he's got there. I love this sort of. It's almost like a portrait, like group portrait. It's beautiful. Yeah, I, I, it's cool seeing them all together like that. And yeah. it's uh, a Mattel it's from the DC Multiverse line. And you recently got a new figure from uh, America because yes. we haven't been able to find it yet. And we want to thank uh, Ranky Customs, Kevin, because this yes. is perfectly timed for this podcast. And let's hear your thoughts on the new fig. Oh, well, Kevin is genuinely a superhero. Um, <laughs> so, so kind of him. He, he's helped us get the multiverse, Alfred. And um, it was something that I didn't even expect it either. So he came back and said, oh, I, I heard on the podcast you wanted to pick up an Alfred. And you know, it's going to obviously be difficult now because multiverse are shutting down. They're not obviously distributing to UK, um, to the UK anymore so um he said oh, i've got an alfred if you if you want it i can, I can send it you i was like oh that's amazing thank you yeah so um he sent me over alfred and a massive thank you to him and he's also helping me get the the mutant ninja turtle figures which we'll definitely be talking about later oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, he's also helping me get them so that's super kind of him he's um, we've had him on the show a couple of times and definitely and go we'll have him on a couple more Oh, we will definitely. Yeah, I think we'll definitely be having him on before the uh, before Christmas and all the excitement <laughs> that comes with with that. So yeah, um, Alfred's amazing. He really is. That the, obviously the the OG head is the one that we all were waiting for. The Michael Goff yes. um, head is fantastic, and um, I love the comic book head as well. He kind of reminds me of the Arkham Origins Alfred. He's got that similar sort of facial look. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Really looks similar to him, so that's great. And um, yeah, it's he, just an amazing figure, really is. Fits, fits perfectly scale-wise with sort of Arkham, NECA, uh, designer series, DC Direct stuff. So that's perfect. And articulations, fantastic. He's sort of on that level of the anyone who's got like the signature collection Joker um, on that sort of level of articulation. And um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. I love the accessories, the cowl. Little glass is fantastic in the tray, but the head sculpts just they blow me away. They're, they're like Mezco level head sculpts, considering they're like twenty dollar figures. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's almost like they must have lost money in producing this figure or something because the sure, Michael Go figure, have, yeah. the Michael Go figure alone is absolutely spectacular. Like, how did they make the glasses look like that? It looks yeah. like they have the little bifocal lens in the middle. And the license as well to get that figure. I mean, they, they mustn't have the best accountants at Multiverse with the <laughs> uh, money they probably spent into it. But I'm so glad they did because, you know, people love it. And, uh, yeah, your shots but, of him are fantastic oh, and really I don't want to even talk about my shots because your first shot with him, you absolutely destroyed it. And it was like, that's Thank one of the you. first shots I saw this morning. And uh, even the quote you put with it, it's just, ah, oh, it's just really... Just hits that nostalgia bone, hits the emotional <laughs> feels. But 
I have to say, my favorite uh, my favorite thing is I just think the pose you do with him on the second post, the second slide. I yeah. just absolutely love just the little head tilt and just the angle and everything about it. I just love. Thank you. That Thank you. that really is super kind, man. And um, yeah, I, it's just so good that the head's so accurate. I just can't believe how how lifelike it is. And yeah. It's incredible. The glasses, as you say, the detail on them is just phenomenal. And uh, uh, it's one of those figures that I, sometimes you get a, a figure and it doesn't always come out how it looks. But that Alfred figure is so photogenic and it, like I say, it fits in with that neck of Batman superbly. And um, it has that sort of same tone as the the 89 Alfred did as well with like the, the whole sort of suit and, and things like that. So that's that's perfect. Yeah, and just the way you pose that head just looks like he's looking at Bruce like, you know I'm right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that English sort of snobbery that, that Alfred I love it. That encapsulates Alfred. Well, I, uh, I'm i stoked that you got him. It's really exciting to see uh, what you're going to do. I hope you do a lot more Michael Go posts as well. As yeah, oh, Al- definitely. Comic yeah. Definitely will be. I'm going to use that comic Alfred for some Arkham Origins stuff. Definitely want to do that. 100% want to do that. Um, that's gonna be uh, yes. that's gonna be something exciting because that's the one figure I've really been wanting you to get out of most of all those. Yeah, well, he, he he was the one out of all the multiverse wave. Him and the Dick Grayson Batman. I want the Dick Grayson Batman for the head sculpts of the Dick Grayson on mass, but and that cow and the and yeah. the cow. Absolutely, <laughs> no, you, you're damn right with that. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, but gotta um, have that thin cape too. That, oh God. <laughs> yes, the thin, the thin cape. It's such a strange cape. I have no idea why that happened. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it as far as new figures for me. Now, it's just like the, Alfred. What is the upcoming theme this weekend? If you can tell us. Uh, well, we were just on about Dick Grayson and becoming Batman. Well, that might happen in the new Titans series, and Titans is going to be our theme for this weekend. Yes. So we're. Which is, again, sort of like with the Green Lantern thing, is we don't photograph very often. We're going out there and trying to do something different, and um, it's going to be fun. We really have to think outside the box, and you're going to see things that I've never tried before this weekend, so we'll see how it goes. Now, can I take a guess and, and guess that this was uh, the Bat Collector Lewis's idea? It was indeed, yes. I think he knew he was going to get a package. <laughs> <laughs> He gave like a, a few suggestions, and, I, and as soon as he said Titans, I was like, Titans, yep, we're doing that 100%. That's gonna be I'm one. glad because when you did it, it was awesome. Just you did it solo a few weeks ago, so this is gonna be cool. We'll get it so, yes. so fresh again. A few more of those characters will be appearing, maybe more than once. Um, and then I'm gonna try and work in a few different ideas as well. But, um, yeah, really looking forward to trying it out, and can't wait to uh. Can't wait to do some posts for it. But. And only two more days till uh, Titans uh, premiere season two in the U.S. Oh, so, I'm so excited. Be... Hope it comes on Netflix soon. You guys did a great timing all the way around. Yeah, <laughs> it's very timely coming out. Almost like it's a coincidence, but... Or is it? I don't know. <laughs> we don't um, know. But yeah, we'll there's going to be some new posts. And, and talking of new, I want to talk to you about some new things that you've been getting this week. Oh, yes. Now, for, for the, whether good or bad, there are some new things. However, I don't want to start off with the predictable turtles chat. I want to talk about that Joaquin Phoenix head. Yeah, because I'm that glad. 
because that is off the chart ridiculous. Like, talk us through how how on earth that got into into the makings. Okay, well, I I speak of him a lot, but it's because he's such a help and an inspiration to teaching me stuff. And it's my cousin. He he uh, he knows that I've been looking to try to create this figure, and I told him I had an idea where. With the mime figure that came with the Rorschach, I never use him, maybe for like a background thug once in a while. And he has the same eye makeup. He has the same like high cheekbones with make his uh, cheeks look shallow coming down to the mouth. So I was like, okay, if I could do something with this, I could probably make a custom because we've talked already on the show. We don't even know if we'll get a figure. It'll maybe yeah. until January if they do the multiple. Yeah. So he is a big time artist and he's like really good at even sculpting. And he showed me this stuff called Sculpey and he took a piece and just put it on hair and gave me a basic outline of hair. And this gave me this little tool to use on how to make the lines basically gave me an introduction and I went and tried to do my best to make it look like hair. And then after that, what you do is you use a hair dryer and you, put heat on it or you could bake it in the oven but i didn't want the that's only if you're making accessories with just the sculpty if you put the figure in it it'll just melt so i had to come out you come out with a bonus (laughs) yeah that'd be just a blob and so (laughs) i i just used the hair dryer on it for a long time until it was hard enough to use paint and then the paint didn't really take so i just used a green sharpie but then for the rest of it i used a fine a fine tip sharpie for the red and then i had to use different tools to scrape the black paint off and then use a blue sharpie for the eyes and then the head i mean the body is just the recent dc multiverse uh, toy biz joker retro flashback and it's actually the same body of the alfred that you just got yeah which is a fantastic um, figure and it's just the fact that you said that you like it and that it looks like it is like that's the biggest thing because I I was no matter what it's like even if it's a customer like okay it could look decent to me but other people can like, think it looks like garbage or just trashy so no I think the the response and also the uh, quality of the pictures tells you that it definitely yeah uh, definitely was a success I really really like it especially I mean that first picture in particular is just brilliant absolutely brilliant as we're hearing the Joker movie is so I'm just I'm chomping at the bit to go see it. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for it, man. Really excited. Uh, but uh, then, outside of that, I, the new a new thing I've been doing is I've been <laughs> doing some shots from the boys, which is an Amazon Prime special. I've mm. done some pictures for, for just some scenes from that because you guys haven't seen that. That show is crazy. So I don't want to say too much because I wouldn't dare want to spoil it for anyone. So. I would say if you want to see some crazy superheroes, that's the show for you. Yeah. I, I, tell us more than about some of the pictures that you've been doing. Oh, I don't, I don't even want to because they're all spoilerific. I mean, oh, I see. Right, themselves okay. are fun, but it's like characters that are based on a, basically the based on the justice league characters, like the seven they're called. And the business aspect of the world and everything. It's like satire and they tease like, it makes fun of like the MCU and corporations and basically like Disney and stuff. It's pretty funny. Oh, that sounds good to me. Yeah, so, uh, it's enjoyable. And then 
outside of that, I got major new figures yesterday and something you yes. and I have talked about for a while now in advance. Yes. Debating, talking about whether it was a good idea. We talked about the film and whether or not we liked it. And then finally, recently, got the release of these. Fi- oh, we even got the uh, Mikey as Batman figure, a Comic-Con exclusive. That wasn't too exclusive, but we got it. Yes. And... Uh, Yesterday, I got the two packs where you get Batman and Leonardo and Damian Wayne Robin with Raphael. And uh, first off, the <laughs> I was at GameStop picking them up, and the boxes looked like they had been, like, been hanging around in a storage facility for years. Like, they looked dusty. They had like parts of the box like tearing off, like Batman's ears on one of the window flaps was like torn off it was like a bat signal emblem mm. and i mean i'm not too i don't really worry about that too much as i open them but i know that other people do worry about that so i gotta i gotta bring it up yeah and then uh the on when i opened them up first one i opened batman and leo the batman figure is just so good it's brilliant i absolutely yeah. love uh, even though I had a few paint issues on mine, I still love the figure. It's beautifully matted. There's, I don't think even if you could try that you could get it to get glossy because it's just painted so well. The cape itself is beautifully done where it allows you to... It has seams where the shoulders are, so it just rests easily on the shoulders and you can move it back and forth, do whatever you want. Um, it would be cool if eventually down the line companies start doing like what Mezco did with the uh, two capes, one wire. But yeah, that'd be cool. That's uh, we don't even want to get too far ahead of ourselves there with DC Collect. Um, <laughs> uh, the turtles themselves, they're okay. They're, I think they're cool, especially in terms of articulation, it's creative. But in terms of accessories, they get the short end of the stick because all the accessories go to Batman and the uh, Bat family. It looks like uh, the swords. They were scary as crap to get into the hands because for some reason in total and all the accessories they either don't fit in the hands or they're extremely hard to get into the hands that they're made for. Mm. And then, uh, I mean, I love the amount of accessories and the amount of details into the accessories because even like the trackers have like a little red light and even stuff on the back of side of them. So they're They're very well done. And uh, the Damien is probably the worst of all of them. His head, <laughs> his head just looks... He's the one I thought was going to be the coolest. Because he comes with two heads and the heads just look weird or too big. And the way the articulation is, it just looks off. Uh, well, the mouth on the unhooded figure is terrible on mine. I'm sure it's good on others. I like the hooded head sculpt best just because the mouth looks better. Uh, he can't hold his bow staff. And he comes with two. He comes with one that's already, like collapsed and one that's extended. You can't hold it unless you use two hands. And that stuff but, looks weird. It looks too big. Yeah, it's it's and it's gold. It just it's it just looks. There's something off about it, but it's it's there. And uh, the the size to put in Raph's hands are extremely hard to get in there, and especially to get around the thumb parts. So you're gonna have to be careful with that. But all in all, if you are a Turtles fan and a Batman fan, I think that if you pick a good 
box if you're able to pick and able to see what you uh you're getting and purchasing then i think that you'll be extremely happy uh, the highlight the best figure so far easily the batman and the cape um other than that the turtles are pretty cool i'm just not a big turtle guy so it's nothing crazy for me and the damian wayne is the biggest disappointment <laughs> yeah yeah no uh, that batman that portrait that you recently did such a clean shot really like that picture shows off Thank the cape so brilliantly yeah, I w- and but that's the other thing that bugged I me. Mean, the way they package the cape, it le- makes it wrinkled. It looks so you can see it's kind of wrinkled in there. And mm. I'm not sure if I can iron a cape, but I'll, I guess I'll try. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Put Alfred on it. It's probably wrecked after Mikey stole it off him. Yeah, exactly. Stretched it out, big old head. Yeah, my- Mikey was just ruined it. It's just that's just selfish. But no, it looks fantastic, and um, yeah, that. that Actual turtles, I really love the look of Raphael. I think he looks so cool. He was always my favorite turtle purely because of the red. Um, it's my favorite color, and he looks so cool. Really do like those figures, and I so can't wait to get them again. A big shout out to at Renke Customs who's helping yeah. me get them because I can't wait, man. They look so cool, and they do the uh different colors like on them, their skin tones. Like they actually put some effort into making them look different. Yeah, that in particular is a really nice detail because it would have been so easy and also quite familiar for DC collectibles just to be lazy <laughs> on it. So it's it's fantastic that they've put the effort in with that. It really is. And, you know, when they put the effort in, they really can make one hell of a figure. It's just getting them to put the effort in is the difficult part. But um, yeah, they look super <laughs> cool. You've taken some really inspiring pictures and can't wait to get them. Really excited. Love the accessories yeah, as well really do appreciate that they're putting effort into that this time yeah and i even got people offering to buy the turtles off me so i might be able to keep just the batman figs so we'll see oh right okay that's cool that uh, it's going to be hard to pry me away from this batman figure now because yeah, it I almost mean, reminds yeah. me of uh the old mezco dark knight returns one i had but it's in like a batman animated blue form so it's like the perfect mixture of worlds for me yeah I get a lot of vibes off that Batman. Yeah, and then uh, there's another. Let's see, where do you? Same old X put a comment where he gets vibes of Mike Mignola art, and I looked at that art, and he actually does have a very that style to it as well. So it's a cool, different mm. mixture of styles. Yeah. And, I'd, uh, I'd if you have to get one, yeah. What? I was just gonna say, like between the two recent releases of. That style of Batman between the Mezco one and this one, I take this one every single day of the week. Yeah, I think I would too. Especially because he just fits in. Also, if you have any animated figures, he fits in perfectly with the DC. Yeah, Parker. definitely. Yeah, you can just seamlessly slot into any fight against a PTS villain. And especially Clayface and Bane, the bigger ones. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, so one thing I wanted to ask you, height-wise, scale-wise, does he scale with all the animated figures? Or is there a slight difference? Oh, he's bigger. I made sure I put him next to all the animated figures in my review as well. And uh, he's bigger than all of them, even the JLU one. Really? That's interesting. They made him a a big presence amongst all these (laughs) characters. (laughs) I'm sure the only one that's going to be as tall as him is Shredder. Yes. Because Razal Ghoulie looks a little shorter than Shredder. Looking forward to seeing those come out. They'll be evil. 
Yeah, they. That's probably gonna be another two pack I gotta get just because that Razal Ghul alone looks cool. Yeah, he does look very nice, and um, you know he, he doesn't get enough credit as a villain. So he'd be and in the animated to to collection. In the animated series, I always tend to make him look huge and jacked right after the uh, Lazarus Pit, and but they only give him a skinny option in our original line, so it'd be cool to have a more puffed up version. Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I wonder if even a head swap would look cool on that. Probably I hope not. so. <laughs> no. I guess I probably have a pinhead when you put him on it. Look weird, but yeah. Because um, even in like Superman the animated series when he returns, he's massive then. Yeah, we gotta have that version. Uh, as so, Bruce says, he's his most powerful enemy and his most ancient. I did, yes, and that is certainly facts. Yeah. Now there's nothing new really to talk or speak of in terms of figures being released. No, there isn't really, is there? It's kind of that that sort of lull now for for Comic-Con, I guess. Yes, until New York Comic-Con, correct? Yeah, and we we asked our guest in the the show, and he didn't really want to talk about much of Comic-Con, but what what do you reckon we're going to see at Comic-Con? Are you looking forward to it? I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping we see something from McFarlane. If we don't see something from McFarlane, I'm just going to be worried. That would be cool. I think the only, if literally all we get out of it is an 89 pre-order for the Mezco Batman, then that's the job done. Yeah, I, I really, really hope that's one of the reasons he couldn't say anything. <laughs> yes, definitely. Hope that would be Batman. nice. Now, uh, because there's nothing to speak of, we can't, I mean, we got new media coming out. We got the like we already touched on a little bit justice league is coming out in a few days here in the u.s it's probably going to be out at in january and everywhere else which that blows but at least something new is coming yeah and then uh we've heard nothing but glowing reviews of the joker and i want to hear what you what your take is on on this sort of thing so the joker was premiered at a film festival. I believe it was in Toronto. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but it was at some film festival on the 31st of August. And it, I was getting notifications from Google to, from, to my phone saying, Joker receives eight-minute standing ovation and mm. d- different reviews saying masterpiece, 10 out of 10, 5 out of 5, um, that sort of thing. Now... The movie is so far out in advance for a, a regular release. You got exactly about a month now. It's going to be October 4th, at least here in the U.S. And where do you, where do you stand on a movie where you're excited to see it? Um, but do you, do you want to read every review? Do you, because for me, I've been like, I don't even want to hear too much else on it the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. I almost, I haven't read any of the reviews and it kind of bugs me even see them as much hype as it's getting because I just don't even want to accept my expectations too crazy. Yeah. And be just um, hugely let down. So I want to hear what you, what your thoughts on it. Are you yeah. someone that goes and reads every review and sees what the critics are saying? Or are you just going to like, you know what, I'm going to make up my own mind? Where do you stand, Scott? It's a good point. So especially when I started um, doing toy photography and getting into this, that's probably like 18 months ago now, maybe. Maybe just more than that. And um, I guess one of the sacrifices you kind of make is you give up your sort of secrecy towards new films because it is impossible 
um, <laughs> in this DC media world to keep away from. Uh, I don't want to say spoilers, but certainly like the trailers and all the sort of things people think about it. There's not necessarily huge amount of spoilers, especially for this movie, because no one really knows what the hell's going on even now, <laughs> which is the best thing about it, really. So um, It is. I think it's kind of impossible in a way to keep away from it, so I don't try to because it'll just go wrong and then you'll disappoint yourself and get annoyed, so I don't really tend to fuss too much about that anymore, but I certainly used to. Um, certainly used to do that back in the day, but now I've just kind of relaxed a bit more and it's just, it is what it is. It's going to happen eventually, so let's just get it done over with. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is, a, this is it's a rare opportunity to be excited. Um, yes. Rotten Tomatoes are giving it 85% as well. So that, you can guarantee that's at least 95 because they hate DC. Um, I don't care what anybody says or what anyone thinks. Listen, they hate DC. They don't like them. They're Marvel biased. Always have been, always will. And um, So you can guarantee it's going to be better than 85% is worth. So that's good. And yeah, really excited to see it. And um, I think it's going to be fantastic. And it's a movie we've never seen before. Uh, it's not like it's a, a repeat of something like a, you know the Batman movie that's coming up in a few years. Yes, we're all pumped for it, but it's been done. It's been kind of done before, um, yep. I guess. Maybe not in the same style with the same villains, but we've seen Batman movies that have been amazing before, but we've never seen this. So, um, yeah, it's something new. And as you said, yeah, you're getting week, the hype now. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you said yourself last week that. Um, well, that, that when they sort of tell their own story, it's when they're at the best DC, and that's what they're going to do. So I think all all signs pointing towards a great movie, and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Now, I haven't read any reviews, but I did see a video because it's hard, like you said, when you're on Instagram and you do what we do, you you and you get the algorithm popping up stuff like this all the time. I saw a video actual video evidence of the eight minute standing ovation and it looked pretty incredible yeah have you seen any of that i haven't seen that but i know one thing i did see was um a little interview with phoenix have you seen that as well uh, i'm telling you i have tried not to watch anything <laughs> okay well it's not really a spoil but he, he himself was saying like how much of a pleasure it was to play joker and then oh, how bet. much and then how much he, he hated playing arthur um, <laughs> because it, he's just such an awkward guy, and, and it's difficult. And but I think that almost helps him in a way. Um, I remember what Christian true. Bale said back in Batman Begins, he hated the cowl. I think it was on that suit, and how it limited mobility, and it used to make him really angry. And he used that to kind of channel in, in some of the filming that he did, um, which I think is fantastic. And I think we're going to see a similar sort of thing with with that. So. Um, yeah, that's massively encouraging. And um, and I think the fact that the character gets so deep into it that he hates being one character and loves being another, that comes across on the screening, which is perfect because that is the joke. You know, he hates being uh, perceived as normal, a normal person, and, and he wants to stand out. And that's that's going to come across, I think, in the film, which is fantastic. Ooh, I'm, I just, I can't, I can't wait. I got to see it. Yeah, yeah. I think you hit a nail on the head. And uh, I, I just got to see why these people were standing. Like, if you watch the video, there's people shouting "Bravo, Bravo!" Like, this <laughs> thing has to be just out of this world. Yeah, and nobody shouts "Bravo" anymore, so it must be good. It must be. It's not the opera. 
Yes. <laughs> but if in terms of Bravo, there would be uh, more than one episode that you would say Bravo after in Batman the Animated Series. And we are talking about probably uh, a lot of people. This is in their top five. We've had a lot of people put this in their top three, even on our show. Yeah. And for you, this is uh, one of your favorites, correct? 100% is, yeah. Robin, um, I've said before on um, previous episodes and things, when I when I was a kid, Robin was always my favorite character in the series. So when we used to do, like, you know, as kids, you do like fancy dress parties and stuff. I always used to go as Robin. I loved Robin. And this episode is one of the reasons why, um, as a kid, it stands out. You know, even back then, you can understand the sort of emotion because they put so much into it, and, and it still means as much now. Um, it's definitely one of my favorites. Is it one of your favorites too? Oh yeah, and it's one that you never get tired of rewatching. So it was a pleasure yeah. to get to rewatch this. Yeah, it's so right on that. Yeah, it's amazing. Except it's, for it's hard to. It was freaking wrecking me. It was like so emotional. Yeah. It's like, you're you watching it first thing in the morning with a cup of coffee. It's like, holy crap, this is deep. And th- this episode needed to be good after the Cape and Cal's conspiracy. So that's good. <laughs> you know, they, they, had, they had to put out a classic there. Otherwise, that's it. <laughs> that's, that's actually a great point because that one was worth watching. <laughs> it wasn't one of the best ones. It's nice knowing it came from a comic, but not one of the best. But yeah, this one absolutely kills it, as you'd expect. And it's weird that we have to wait so long. We have to wait an almost an entire series to see Robin again. Yeah, that's that's a shame. But at least he came back with a bang, as it were. Yeah, because it was the first time we've seen him after the um, Scarecrow episode, haven't we? Um, Never the fear of victory. victory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is um, another great episode. Robin's just got the mildest touch of these episodes. All the <laughs> classics. Yeah, and before that, the last one, another classic, Christmas with the Joker. Yeah, and then a few more to come very soon, which I'm excited about. But, I mean, even the title card, as you, you enter the episode, um, it kind of just sets out a really sort of, I don't want to say dark, because it's not, it's, it is dark, but I'd say more of a sort of emotional, like, just plain sadness, I'd, I'd say. Um, it just kind of well, sets think... a really sad tone in the music as well. Yeah, from the title card, they're basically saying, get ready, because we're not going to screw around this. Yeah, yeah. And they and tell any the bat story fan, so well. Any Bat fan knows exactly what they're referencing. Yeah. So, we start off where we're at a stakeout with the dynamic duo, and they're trying to uh, catch some mobsters. They're just uh, they're doing a stakeout, and Robin's commentating that, if he knew it was going to take this long, he would have brought his homework. And he's trying to talk to Batman, and Batman's just going, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I love just... that they do that as well. Like, <laughs> subtle, subtle reason as to why he's not been in some old episodes, too. Yeah, and when he says the line, you know, I, I just, I've been excited. I haven't got to do this much since college and all that. Yeah, so they kind of explain that very subtly. Yeah, and then... Uh, we see that they're about to go in for the attack to take these mobsters down. Batman says, remember, we want to take this nice and easy. And Robin, of course, goes flying in with reckless abandon, <laughs> like a youthful young man playing superhero would. Yeah, and uh, he takes down a couple guys. Batman does as well. And one of them, I think one of them gets away. but Or they both, two of them get away. And 
Ben yeah, says, Batman oh. just lets them go. <laughs> yeah, he says, never mind. We got this one who's hanging from a beam. And they get him down, and or Robin starts questioning him. And yeah. then they eventually find out that the guy that they're working for, his name is Billy Marin. And that yeah. is an alias, and it's one that Batman quickly recognizes. And he yeah. basically yeah. gets on Robin straight away and says, you need to get to the car because this is not someone you need to talk to. And so Robin's like kind of upset. That doesn't get why I'm bad, but just like go get out of here. And then he yeah. uh, starts grilling this guy on Billy Marin's. Yeah, he's just kind of like, oh, forget it, Robin, go and get in the car. Like you could tell instantly something isn't right. And, um, you know, he, he turns around and goes, all right, scum bucket. <laughs> like, I want to know everything you've got on Marin. And, you know, you can just tell something instantly um, isn't right with the situation. And Robin knows that as well. Batman's usually angry, but there's a different level in this one. Yeah, there's a real sort of passionate anger um, with this one. And then from there, we see Batman and Robin returning to the Batcave in the Batmobile. And Robin is wondering what's going on. And Batman's saying, you know what? This is going to be a case just for me. I'm working on this one alone. And, yeah. of course, we talked about Robin's like, oh, come on, man. I want to work on this. Idea. I haven't gotten to do this and come, been away at college. And, you know, Bruce gives him a line that we could tell has been redundant because he's like, I, even though sometimes I can't explain my actions to you. And Robin, like, starts yeah. finishing the sentence. And yeah. then yeah. Batman quickly leaves and Robin's left to pout to Alfred. Yeah. Yes, was, we actually see him in his comfortable robe. <laughs> yeah, even by but Bruce's standards, this is a late night, clearly by Alfred coming home, um, sorry, coming down the uh, back cave steps with his rather nice uh, dressing gown on. And but, ascot. Um, yeah. <laughs> we rarely see a wardrobe change in Alfred, so it's cool. I know, yeah, like Alfred's, you must have like a billion out- outfits of, of that. Well, like Bruce does. I mean, we saw Bruce Wayne's suits in the um, Purchase of Dream episode where he's got like all those brown suits lined up in his wardrobe. Um, and yeah, he still has a better fashion sense than I do. But anyway, um, yeah, so uh, from that point, Robin is, you know, he's kind of like, he's really determined to find out what's going on. It's like, oh, I've ever heard of a crook called Billy Marin, Alfred. And he's just like, oh, I can't say that I have. And you know, he searches up on the the back. And even if Alfred had, I'm sure Alfred wasn't going to tell him what it was. I know, yeah, Alfred's not going to be that stupid. <laughs> you know, he he's uh, he's been there and done that before. Yeah. So he's not he's not exactly going to blow uh, blow the collar this, on this, this one. This is not his first road um, anything. No, exactly. Um, and so from that point, Robin looks up uh, the name Billy Marin and tries to find out his aliases. Uh, so you've got like. Um, Simon Dirks, Sid the Squid. Yeah, that one was um, funny. And P- Punky Lesh as well. What the hell is that? <laughs> Punky um, and then it comes up with his real name as Tony Zuko. And that Tony instantly Zuko. is a it sets a huge trigger off for Robin. He knows that he knows that name and um instantly the viewer's taken into a an absolutely sensational oh. flashback scene. But right before the flashback, we see just how Batman, he had a complete tonal shift when he heard Billy Marin. We see a complete tonal shift in uh, Robin 
when he sees yeah. Tony Zuko. Yeah. Yeah. Everything changes, doesn't it? And we know straight away that it's a really serious, serious story. Yeah, that's true, because before you could just think, oh, like, it might not be a big deal. Maybe it's just something Batman doesn't really want Robin on. But then, yeah. like, as soon as we hear this, this is like, okay, we're in for a big one. Yeah, it could be just like a Joker alias or something, and he doesn't want Robin going back to that again or something. Nobody knows. But then as soon as um, Tony Zuko comes up, and it, uh, you instantly know something really bad Um has obviously previously happened. The only people that are, will have read the comics and things will know that, you know, to young kids watching, they won't understand it. And we get a perfect, um, a perfectly mapped out understanding by the end of this episode. Now take us into the, uh, the flashback. Okay. Well, the flashback, um, begins with, uh, Dick Grayson, a very young Dick Grayson at Haley circus, um, as he's, um, he's walking across the grounds and, you know, he's seeing all the amazing acts that, are, uh, that perform with him on a, a day, uh, on a daily or weekly basis, going around the country doing tours. And, um, in this particular one, they're in Gotham city, which is an event hosted by none other than Bruce Wayne, <laughs> as, as everything is in Gotham, it seems there's always, we said it in the last one, but there's always some kind of banquet or dinner going on or something to do with Wayne enterprises or something. There's always something going on with that. Fundraising. And, uh, yeah, fundraising. Yeah, fundraising. This is no exception. Um, and we see a younger Bruce Wayne in the audience, which is cool. But um, Tony Zuko is trying to sell um, Mr. Haley some uh, protection, um, some insurance protection. And, you know, Mr. Haley's like, no, we don't give crooks uh, protection, racket money, you know, get out. We don't need that. And, um you know, Tony Zuko says, oh, you're going to be needing to call me. You know, you need to keep my number handy because you're going to need it someday. And pushes past um, Dick Grayson, you know, nudges into the floor to get out of my way, kid. And um, just before then, the show is about to start. We see Tony Zuko in a, in a disguise, um, cutting a slit in the rope of the Flying Graysons. Um, and the Flying Graysons um, sort of um, equipment that they use for their amazing displays they do and as he's walking away you know you can see um, Dick go hey that's the guy who in the Malau no, come on Dick we're on now we need to go um, and that's when we get the funny scene of Bruce Wayne knocking his popcorn and his drink over <laughs> waving to the crowd uh, it's typical Bruce Wayne he, he plays he plays the fool so well yes the yeah, bumbling more, fumbling more than, idiot yeah, literally, it's just like a bumbling, bumbling rich boy. Um, <laughs> except he's anything but that. Um, and I mean, I can't imagine this is is all that long after the Mask of the Phantasm events with Andrew and that because he's got a similar oh, kind of look to him. That's actually a good point. I never thought of. Yeah, I can't imagine it's that long timeline timeline wise after that. Cause he, it was you know similar sort of look to him and that, and again that continuity of the DCAU, brilliant. And he's at the very beginning stage of Batman. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, with the, the old original suit and everything, we get to see some more of. Oh, it really is. So wish we got a figure of that. <laughs> yes. But, um, yeah, so the, in, in the crowd, you know, Bruce is watching and they, they start to do this amazing display without the aid of a net. Um, and as um, 
as Dick Grayson's put back onto the uh, sides of the, um, they're sort of like trapeze artists, aren't they? I guess. Yeah. So he, he goes to the side of that, and and then uh, his mum switches places with him with his dad, and then they see he sees the rope snapping, and then the scene that they and the way that they do this, it, it's so haunting. The way that they they swing past, and then the rope comes back into view right close to the camera, and there's just nothing attached to the end of it. And you see everyone just shocks in and around the place. And I mean, the, the way they executed that so well. Yeah, especially it's it's uh, like yeah, haunting the way the music hits with it, it is. And the expressions, and the fact that this is a kids' cartoon. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like, the the next scene we get to see really does define the whole episode, which is um, you know we cut to a scene with Commissioner Gordon talking to with uh, ginger hair. Young... With ginger hair, yeah, which, which is funny to see. <laughs> um, talking to Dick Grayson, he's and you know, Dick's just like, oh, it's got to be the guy from the tent, you know. He, he was arguing with Mister Haley, um, and then Bruce Wayne's just like, oh, what about the boy, you know? Where's he going to stay, you know? Like, and he's like, oh, well, we'll put him in a safe house for now. He can't stay with the circus because, um, you know, he's a material witness and we need to give him a safe house. And Bruce is like, oh, maybe I'll be able to help with that. Um, you know, which is fantastic, you know, because Bruce said, oh, he couldn't leave after this. He, he, he understands the pain that he's going through, um, which few other people could have. So it's really nice to see that he stays. And, you know, Bruce really is a, an awkward character opening up to people, but. He ha- he sees that he has to do it, you know, take responsibility in this situation, which is fantastic. And um, I think like the the saddest scene of the whole episode for me is when Dick leaves the circus, um, and he's saying goodbye to everybody. And you know, it it is an incredibly sad scene when he's driving away in the car and they're all just waving at him in the distance. It's just so so sad. Yeah, because even though. I mean, pretty sure none of us would want to live as carnies with a group of circus people. That's that's his family, essentially. Yeah, yeah. That's all all the kids ever known. Yeah, it's just an incredibly sad scene. And he's not only taken his real family from him, but he's lost his extended family as well, all in one swoop. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Really is. To, it's so true. Dang, it's deep stuff. It really is, yeah. Um, I mean, that that's a fantastically executed flashback. It really is absolutely perfect. And then we from the, we back to seeing Robin being just raging in anger with Batman yeah. taking the chance of Zuko away from him. Does, what's he yeah. say? Not this time. You can't take him away from me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fantastic. You know, Zuko's man is like no Robin. No, not not this time. He has to do it alone. And then we get to see the reflection from Batman and his flashback. Do you want to take us into that? Okay, so um, yeah, Batman remember uh, remembers Zuko and his name, and he begins his flashback. And uh, um, we see uh, Dick Grayson sat at the table of Alfred, and he's like, "Oh, I, I can't make it for tonight. You know, I've got another late ne- late meeting." <laughs> and um, He's at a meeting Dick's every night. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like he's got a meeting every night. You know, who's he see? And he, and he says, "Oh, some of the most influential people in Gotham." <laughs> um, Rather so technically, do a scene of the gambling. <laughs> yeah, even in that, you know, Alfred's technically not lying. Um, yeah, technically. 
yeah, he's just being convenient with the truth, so which is quite fun. Um, and love how they try and keep that secret from him. It's and I just awesome. love the film work where it cuts right through a scene of people playing craps in an alleyway. Oh, that's a great <laughs> scene, isn't it? It's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, getting to see uh, Bruce undercover. Yeah, and as for good as a detective as he is, this is really an awkward way and almost too direct approach where he goes and asking questions here, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> he gives no uh, small talk, really. Just, so what do you know about Zuko? Where's Zuko? Yeah, Harry's yeah, got bad problems. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a lot of thinking for someone that just popped out of here. Like, then, yeah. He takes on the thugs. Yeah, takes on the thugs. You know, I mean, claimed his name was Smith. <laughs> and like, oh, that's not Detective Smith, is it? Or Sergeant? And uh, yeah. yeah, Batman takes down the thugs pretty easily in the end. It's when he when he turns around with the cow on as well. That's pretty yeah, pretty awesome. Oh yeah. Now scared the thuggers. Then. Uh... We get to see a familiar character from an episode that probably we didn't like as young yens, but I actually really enjoy this connective tissue now. We get to see yeah. Arnold Stromwell. Yeah. From It's Never Too Late. Yeah, back from all the way to the beginning. That was in the top is that in the top five first episodes, I think it is. Yeah. Arnie. A really long time ago. Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> But it's cool to see that. Well, it's also weird to see that that he's the uncle of the man that killed Robin's parents. I know, yeah, yeah. And then we see uh, Batman goes in asking questions, asking where he could find his uh, his nephew. And Arnold is looks frightened. He's like he's had his run-ins with Batman before, as we've already seen. <laughs> he wants nothing to do with them. He wants nothing to do with them. Yeah. And he basically is like, I don't know where he is. Get out of here. Batman relents, knowing probably he's lying. And then uh, we see a cocky Zuko come in. Hey, that was smooth, Uncle. Ah, like acting <laughs> not the smartest man. And yeah, yeah he, the, the uncle is just upset. He's like, look what you brought on my house. Like, how could you do this? Like, you're going to bring Batman into my life again? And so he yeah. tells Zuko, you need to get out of here. You need to get out. And so uh, then we see Zuko actually tries to take out Batman with his car. So he's yeah. not even trying to just ruin Robin's life. He's trying to take down Batman, too. Yeah. He's, uh, I don't think he has any idea the stuff that he gets. he's getting into. Very in over his head. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely hate Tony Zuko's voice as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, absolutely it's, that's the best part. It's so annoying. Hey, yeah. Yeah. It's got such an arrogant and, and annoying voice. Yeah. <laughs> They did great casting that. Yeah, they really did. Fantastic. And then uh, from there, we see a scene where Batman's able to, you know, get out of that situation. And he returns to the Batcave. And like we've already said, he's wearing a, a brilliant first, uh, probably the first Bat suit that he created, where it's not a, a oval yet. It's just a black Bat. Yeah, I really love that first suit. Yeah, it's almost like a cross between the like the new adventures and then the original animated series, isn't it? A bit of a hybrid between them. Oh yeah, and it's beautiful with the, the the rich blue tones highlighted in the Batcave. Yes. And then uh, 
we see him return, and Alfred is, you know, he's the elder statesman there, the father figure, and he reminds Bruce, he's like, hey, uh, you know, you got someone that's feeling awful lonely up there. Like, he could be using some of this attention that you're paying to Tony Zuko. And yeah. Bruce is like, well, I'm doing it for him. Like, I'm trying to take him down. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, he's up there alone. And, like, he needs someone. Like, didn't you need someone? And Alfred is just, man, he's just crushing it. It's probably just making him feel so guilty. Yeah, Alfred, <laughs> Alfred, as ever, is always right. He's Bruce's conscience um, in human form. Definitely. As much as... uh Batman doesn't want to probably think about some of that stuff at times. Alfred always confronts him whether or not it's the easiest thing to do. Yeah, that's so so true. And so we do see Bruce get, you know, undressed in the bat suit and go up and talk to a young Dick Grayson and try to comfort him. And Dick basically starts crying, and as he would, you would expect. <laughs> and Bruce, he's like talking to him, telling him it's gonna, it's gonna get better. It takes time, and uh, he looks at he basically looks at the portrait of Thomas and Martha, basically. So, he, alluding to the fact that he knows what he's going through, and Dick asks him if the hurt ever goes away, that sort of thing. It's a it's an emotional scene. Mm, it really is, yeah. And the thing about this first part of this episode is that not too much action's happened. There's a little bit of action in the beginning and a little bit of action with the car t- chase scene in the middle, but outside of that, it's basically just a beautifully done story and narrative. Yeah, it is. It just sets the tone for the episode, um, or the two-part episode. And, um, you know, I, I love how Bruce is saying, like, you know, you, you'll never get over it, but it does get easier with time. You know, I like his honesty with that, and... Um, he comforts him really well, and um, yeah, it really, really is fantastic. And you know, he he comes back on the radio saying, "Oh, you know, you deceived me." And Zuko's mine. You know, I've waited all this time, and and Batman's just like, "No, on this team, I call the shots." And Robin's <laughs> like, no, "Not, not this time, Alfred. Maybe not ever again." And he goes after him on the bat cycle, chase after Batman, and 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 then that's, and that's the end also- of part one. Yeah, it's the first time we ever, as far as we know, and I'm probably sure it is the first time, essentially, that Robin disobeys Bruce. Yeah, yeah, which again just shows how big a bigger thing this is for him, which is completely understandable, really. And they'll never have any disagreements again throughout this whole ACU animated Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is the last disagreement. <laughs> Day two. Okay, but uh, <laughs> let's see. You're you're a, no, a notoriously tough grader, but this is <laughs> one of your one of your top episodes. So let's see. What are your thoughts on uh, part um, one? I think it's an absolutely fantastic episode. We've got everything awesome in there. Uh, we get to see so many cool things, like you know everything from Dick Grayson's origin to even Batman's and seeing Bruce in the early days. Um, you know, which is potentially just post Phantasm days, which is really cool to think about. So, um, gonna give this episode a 
I'm going to say, I'll give it a 10 out of 10 because I think it's it's just flawless, to be honest. Um, what do you think? I would give it a 9.5 out of 10. Nice. I'd say it's that good. Especially as I get, as, I, as it's aged beautifully. Also, just because, you know, watching it nowadays, you, you, and like watching the whole series back multiple times, I respect the connective tissue of having, uh, our boy in there from Never Too Late. Yes, yeah. Arnold Stromwell. And uh, that's cool to learn that he's the uncle. It's cool to see the first iteration of the bat suit with the all-black bat just on the chest. It's great that Alfred gets some uh, big material to work with, that he's a, a big factor in, like what you said, being deconscious to Bruce, even though, like, because he's out there fighting and he's getting out, like, lost in the shuffle of, being a detective fighting criminals. Mm. So I'm sure and also with the lack of sleep and, you know, it's, it's good Alfred's there to remind him of the important stuff. And then it's also cool seeing that uh, it's just the seeds in the beginning of the growth of Dick Grayson as his own person. Cause we later see even uh, throughout the the rest of this series and into the new Batman adventures, he continues to, become his own character and go his own way as as nightwing as uh you know titans is trying to show but yeah we'll see if they do it as well as this but it I, yeah like you said there's it's almost flawless that i don't think that i mean the oh the only flaw i would have it be super nitpicky is just bruce goes a little too hard to detective wise at the beginning but mm-hmm. i mean they have they're having to fit it in in a short amount of time so i get why yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's a it's a brilliant episode, and because it's so brilliant, Scott suggested that we only cover uh, part one in this episode and save part two for the next. And I have to say, with just how much meat was in that first twenty two minutes, I think it was a great idea. It's just so good, and there's so many fantastic things to talk about in that episode as well. So. Um... Really, really enjoyed watching this back, and it's it, you know we talk about some episodes saying, "Oh, it's not one of those you look forward to rewatching," but it's good anyway. But this, you really do look forward to rewatching because it's fantastic. Yeah, and with all the other kids, like we didn't even mention, there's that what well, we kind of mm. mentioned the, just the beautiful scene where uh, Bruce being able to relate to Dick Grayson and seeing the beginning of their partnership. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm. I, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it also won a daytime Emmy, just for being so good. Yeah, well, I'm. I'm not surprised. Really, not surprised. It's so good. So, uh, what are the next episode we're going to cover? Is going to be the terrible trio. No, it's going to be the second part no. of this. <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, so that would be uh, something I look forward to. It's going to be hard to wait that long. Hopefully, we don't have to wait too long to cover it. Just have to no, it won't be too long. Yes, <laughs> no, it won't, it won't be too long. We've got some really awesome episodes coming up as well. Oh, yeah, it's going to be like uh, the murderer's row, just tons of meat. <laughs> nothing but good episodes coming up. And then uh, in terms of nothing but good, we had, uh, we already talked about the very top of this. We had a great guest and the amazing. Nice, yes great interview 
And he didn't just drop some great information on toys, but he gave some great information on just uh, living like a good human being too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And also yeah. just being uh, cordial on Instagram. Yes. So it was actually fun to get to talk to him and hear a lot about what's been going on with him since the last time we spoke. It might have been nine months ago, eight months ago. Um, yeah, around the time we usually do it. Episodes, wasn't it. Yeah, I think the third or fourth. Third, I think it's third. Fourth might be Nate. Um, but yeah, yeah we've had him on early. JC, yeah, with JC, then it was um, Neronian, and then, then the Amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. And then, uh, so we... Around the six-month mark is when he went to Comic-Con, and he does a lot of stuff there, so we didn't want to bug him. And then around the time after Comic-Con, he took a little break, and so we wanted to just make sure we weren't bugging him or trying to, you know, just blitzkrieg him and annoy him with just indoxes. But it was nice to finally have him come on uh, again, and we hope that you guys enjoy the conversation as much as we did. Yeah, I think you're definitely going to enjoy it. Really, was fun. Any final words? Uh, yeah, well, a big thanks to people listening. Enjoy the guest portion. I know you will. Definitely stick around for that, uh, which you can check out on Anchor app. And yeah, thanks so much for all the support to our YouTube page. And hope you guys all enjoyed our new profile picture as well that we've got. Uh, yes. Yeah, that me and Tyler did a, a collaboration on, which was good fun. Wanted to portray our. Yeah, funnily enough, that's our first collaboration. It is. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. outside of the years we've podcasted, <laughs> it's our first picture collaboration. And yeah, I really enjoy doing that because we, you know, we, um, I think like portrait shots look so easy, but they're not. Like getting the lighting correct is, is, is a pain in the ass for anybody who does totally photography will <laughs> know. So. Um, well, so was the yeah. fact that Instagram downgrades the quality so much because I had you email, I had you email me your picture and uploading that and downloading it onto my computer and seeing just how much uh, lighting detail there is on and how clean of a picture it is. It's like, dang, Instagram really cuts down the quality. Oh, it doesn't matter. Instagram sucks for things like that. It really does. But yeah, it was really good fun doing that. And yeah, I hope you guys all enjoy it. That we've picked our favorite Batman out. So, yeah. Yeah, and I'm actually, yeah, again, piggybacking on Scott, thank you for the, the amount of support we've gotten on the YouTube pages. It's pretty uh, yeah. amazing seeing the amount of support. So, thank you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much for that. We will get on to the uh, amazing, and we hope you guys enjoy. We will speak to you with uh, another episode soon. Goodbye. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the guest portion of DC Figures and Collectibles. Uh, we have a very, very big guest on today, as well as a returning guest. And uh, he is one from, I think, one of our third or fourth episodes, maybe the third. At the very beginning, he is a huge YouTube reviewer. In fact, most people, and I believe Scott even said last time that he actually found this guy on YouTube before even realizing he had an Instagram. He has uh, 
tons, I believe way more subscribers on YouTube than he does on Instagram. And he still has a healthy amount of followers on Instagram as well. He uh, is up there, top class, I'd say one or two, possibly one, in terms of reviews and the way he's able to break things down. Uh, a lot of people love getting information from him and getting his thoughts on what he thinks when it comes to all things action figure wise statues even sometimes um a lot of imports and he does his main specialty and what a lot of people love when he does photos he does crazy group shots crazy uh, army building shots his name is d underscore amazing on instagram and same name on youtube except the underscore and uh he's not with us right now but <laughs> we'll do the, the traditional call back after the intro and hopefully get him on Yes, absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. His, his YouTube page is absolutely amazing. And um, that's indeed how I originally came to know D Amazing. Um, just like everybody listening, just a, a collector and wanting to see some of the other figures, comparisons, articulation, the head sculpts, the um, design and the accuracy of characters and things. And yeah, D Amazing does a cracking job of it. And uh, you guys will be with us as we get him on in a matter of seconds. So uh, we will be back in the blink of an eye. We've got Scott. Now we just need the main guest. Yeah. Well, this is definitely not going to be recorded. <laughs> Dang, I wonder what's up. message him and see what's going on frustrating Hello. Yes. Yes. We're, we're all good to go. Right. We, it, <laughs> good. Finally did it. And we did an intro for you. And uh, that way that you could uh, at least go back and listen to it. Give you heaps of praise without uh, getting too, you know, you guys are, lush. You guys are breaking up. Oh, we're, hello? Yeah, you guys were breaking up for some reason. Oh. I'm, well, you're back now, so it's fine. Awesome. So how are you doing? Are you good? I'm good. I'm just terribly frustrated with Skype. I think that's probably one of the worst services I've ever used. Oh, if you call that using it. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's do a little intro again for him since he's back. So so he doesn't have to go back and listen to it. Uh, we, we talked about how a lot of people uh, find you on YouTube before they realize you're on Instagram and that you have tons of subscribers on there. And Scott, that he was... He found you on there as well. And why, why do I keep losing you guys? What's going on? Uh, are you switching in and out of the app to like in between windows? Nope. I'm leaving uh, it alone because I had a fear that would happen. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on then. That's a you get, it seems I have perfect service too. So I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, I'm using uh, data. I'm not relying on the Wi-Fi. Yeah. 
but uh, <laughs> let's be amazing. We got him back. He was, uh, I think, our third guest, third episode way back in the day. Uh, we wanted to have him on like normal with six months, but you know, he had a busy month that month. He had Comic Con. He also uh, wanted to take a little break because he was working his butt off. And we have a lot to catch up with him on, especially because he has a he's been doing some promo images for Mezco. Like, that's pretty big. Yes, yes, it is. It was one of those things I did not see coming, and uh, it happened. So can you uh, elaborate on that? Like, what what was that like? Did they call you, email you? It's like, is this for real? Uh, so it's one of those things where I happen to know people. So uh-huh. me and, and a few other people who work there actually go really far back before they were uh, working there. And it was one of those things where it was, hey, how would you feel if we asked you to do this? And it was, I'm kind of already doing it. And it, it just, it was a joke. <laughs> And he was like, you know what? Yeah, sure. You know what? Let's bring you on. And it was like, oh, okay, you were serious. And then <laughs> it just sort of happened from there. So and, it really uh, was one of those happy accidents where a friend asked a question, and I kind of answered the way he wanted it. So and, how, does uh, the process, uh, how does the process work? Do you sort of, like, they have a figure in the part line, and they send it to you, like, hey, take some pictures of this? Or... All right. So I'm, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm local to Mezco. So mm-hmm. what it is is that... Um, me and my friend actually we see each other regularly, but it was actually a process of we need to meet discreetly. It has to be in the office. You do all the office stuff, and uh, you go over the god. Yeah, you have to keep it professional, even if you don't want it. You know, <laughs> but uh, you meet in the office, and you have to basically, you know, adhere to certain guidelines because it's not even like a mezco. Well, there is mezco guidelines, but even furthermore you have to uh, adhere to the Marvel guideline, the DC guideline, the, yeah. you know, and there's tons and tons and tons of like red tape everywhere. And it's crazy. Cause you, you think I'm like, Hey, I'm just going to be able to take pictures. Like, <laughs> nah, you can't. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you. I was going to see like, because you're a creative guy and you know what you're doing. And a lot of your photos, you tend to uh, showcase articulation stuff while doing it. So, you know what you are trying to show us collectors. And do they give you the freedom to pick what style of shot you wanted to do, or did they give you something mapped out? I it's a it's actually fifty fifty. So okay. you get the this is what we want you to do, which it has to be covered, and then when that is done, you can do whatever you like. But because there are certain red flags, like obviously you know you guys, uh, Marvel and DC stuff cannot cross over. Can't yeah. If you're doing actual <laughs> paid work of any sort, Marvel and DC can't cross over. You can't cross brands with other brands. So I can't do my usual, hey, I'm going to have a Marvel Legend with a Mezco. You can't do yeah. any of that. So <laughs> it, it definitely limits you. And it, it, it's not a bad thing. It's just, and it's frustrating because it, when you try to explain to people, like, this is the way it has to be, nobody wants to believe you. Yeah. <laughs> like, at all. And it's like, dog, like, when a business, they have to cover their ass. And you need to make sure that you're not going to be the asshole that breaks the rule. <laughs> yeah. And I've even seen a lot of people like uh, like they'll see the same what looks like a script when they post something from like Hasbro or something like that's not what was that? bragging uh, with like Hasbro uh, they'll, you'll see a lot of people a group of people uh, post what seems like it's a script and at first yeah. you read it, it kind of sounds like it's bragging but like what you said it's just the company sends you an outline guide of what you're supposed to say which you so that yeah. you know their asses are covered yeah and but I don't blame anybody that does it because like it's one of those things where I was explaining to people. It's like, dog, if you're getting mad that somebody's 
doing paid work and paying their goddamn bills. <laughs> like, you gotta be out your mind. Like, yeah. you shouldn't be mad at anybody. <laughs> do you ever get it when you, you go? Do you get it when you go back to them with the the shots that you've sort of collated, and they go, "Actually, do you know what? We don't like what we've asked you to do, and we prefer what you've done with it." Yeah, that's happened before. Not just with Mesco either. Like, yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't like bringing this up because I never like bringing any of this stuff up. But I have done work for a bunch of companies, and I I can never take credit for it. <laughs> right. Okay. So really. Yeah. So you've seen things that we haven't seen in terms of toys that could come out and may come out. And obviously, you won't be able to talk about specifics, but you, you probably have seen stuff. I can say yes to that, and that's it. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, see, that, you don't have to say anything else, but that excites me a lot. I've got to be honest. Now, is there any way, and I doubt it, but any hint of when we might possibly, because they're dropping a Harley Quinn figure, putting it in some pre-order. Um, they showed the Mezco 89 Batman. You're breaking any up a little. Oh, my bad. Uh, any idea when they might do a Mezco 89 pre-order? I can't tell you. <sighs> I, cannot, I cannot speak on it. All right. Dang. Because, yeah, I'm just, I'm dying for that. All right, well, yeah, well let's not get is. the amazing in trouble. <laughs> I, I mean, let's put it like this, right? I'm waiting on it just like you guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Well, at least we know we'll get some sick pics on you once it is out. Yeah, uh, yeah, but let's not uh, keep prodding him to get him in trouble. Scott, what's the next question? You <laughs> okay, yeah, so when, when you're taking pictures of figures, the thing in particular I always notice is the angles that you put on them. Um, and it's something that I definitely take inspiration with because you see a lot of people take sort of square-angled photos, but um, which is nothing wrong with that, but I love the way that you, you, you photograph and, and get things sort of dynamic. Is it something that you go through like multiple shots or is it something you see and think, oh, that looks brilliant. I'm going to focus in on this now. Uh, absolutely. It's both actually. So yeah. what it is is that I don't use a tripod when taking photos. So yeah. nice. free, So that way I can freehand just about everything I'm doing. And there's nothing against anybody who does shoot with a tripod. I've actually never been comfortable shooting with those. I'm mm. I'm a person of, of action. Sure. So that means if I got to get on the floor, if I got to stand on a chair, if, you know, I'm already a short guy. So if I have to stand on two chairs, it's not really a problem for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, you know, it's, I'd much rather do that than, because with a tripod, it's very set, it's very center, it's very square. What yeah. you capture, that's it. That's all you'll capture. But in my mind, if I can freehand it, like, hey man, if I could get behind this door and, and angle this right and I can capture. Then that's what I'm going to do. Mm. How do you sort of like feel... Huh? Sorry, Karen. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know. I, I'm fascinated to know you like your creative process as well as with the angles and things like that of how you build in details. You sort of pick an angle and build around that, or is it very much you set the picture up and then shoot and you know choose an angle after you've, you've done your setup? Uh, it's actually. Uh, I don't even know how to explain that. All right. So as we were right before we started this. I can honestly tell you I am taking pictures of something. Yeah. Uh, nice. Oh, actually, I can talk about it. I can talk about it because it's out there. <laughs> uh, Venom, right? So I'm, I'm working on the Mayfex Venom. Yeah. Oh, wow. Fantastic. So I'm working on Mayfex Venom. I've been working on this for like three days now, and I wanted to figure out how I wanted to do this. But I also was kind of in a drag where it was like, I don't kind of want to do the same thing, but I also want to do something that's very Venom-y. So mm. I don't know if you guys are reading it, but I'm reading the Danny Cates Venom stuff. And he definitely has a mix of the old Eddie Brock Lethal Protector and McFarlane Venom, yes. all while updating him and keeping him very up to date with the new stuff. So I definitely did a new blend of that. 
and I have a new diorama from Crashbox Customs. Shout out to Crashbox. You will see it in the uh, the photos. But I said, you know what? I'm going to try mood lighting, but more so with the mood lighting, I'm going to try it from a particular angle. So when you do mood lighting, mood lighting has to be behind in the background or the light is in the foreground. I tried something completely different and did the light right in the middle. I aimed it towards the floor and I positioned it to a point where it would mix with the black and blues of Venom to hopefully bring out the best in him. And I said, you know what? You, you can't move the light. So instead, I'll move my body around the diorama and what I've got going on. Mm. How does it work out for you? I think you guys will like it. Yeah. I can't say you will, but I think you guys will like it. Yeah. I, I just love the fact that we got to hear that explanation of what goes, uh, what goes into your thought process and the fact that it took three days to to mess around with the articulation and set stuff up. That's pretty incredible. It shows how much work you actually put into something. Yeah, and it's... I put a lot of work into it, and if it goes unnoticed, cool, whatever. If people <laughs> ask, I'll talk about it. Cool, whatever. <laughs> the The main focus for me is to achieve the picture that I wanted to achieve. Yeah. Even if that means I got a show to stand in it, for me, it's a matter of I can say I did that and I captured the moment I wanted to capture. Like being really petty about stands and editing and all that, I, I, I had to unlearn that type of toxic mentality mm. because I was taught editing was bad and showing stands was bad. And I, and I thought to myself, why is that so bad? Why am I killing myself over this? Why yeah. can't I just enjoy the shot and capture the moment the way I wanted to? And once I learned that and then started to be more comfortable with myself and, and, and relearning new things, I felt wonderful. And that's how I even came up with half of the new styles that I got because I had to unteach myself that, that nothing is out of the realm of doing nothing. Yeah. And sometimes it takes away from the sort of natural beauty of the photo as well. And it, it can become a chore if you're constantly editing all the time. Absolutely. Well, I've got to say, uh, for how many pictures you do, you never seem to, uh, what was that? Get, I, I, for, I, keep, I don't know. I don't know why I keep losing you when you talk, Tyler. I, I don't. It's probably just my phone screwing up. Um, oh, man, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Finally got you on, and you can't even hear me. Um, in turn, like I said, you have you do a ton of photos, and you never that you never get stagnant, like you were saying. You, it doesn't look like you just repeat the same thing over and over. And uh, there's a few pictures I definitely want to ask you about. And the Go first one, I want to ask you about the picture and the figure. First mm-hmm. of all, I love the the picture it's a car you got joker you got harley batman on the car and it's the new mezco the blue variant I wanted to ask you what your thoughts are on that figure i love all the sovereign batmans um i like the blue one a lot because it reminds me of the grant morrison batman which i had a lot of fun reading um it also reminds me of batman inc which i also had a lot of fun reading but uh the thing about the blue one is and the it doesn't bother me but it's one of those things Whereas, like, I feel like with the gray, uh, the gray will get dirty. And I'm always very scared of that. That's the one thing that concerns me about it. But uh, I can't say it's my favorite, but I can say it's a second place. And what's crazy is my my favorite one is actually the normal uh, Sovereign Knight. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's crazy because that's the one that's technically the most different. While the other ones, you kind of get, we have, oh, we have the homage to 89 Batman. We have the homage to Batman Inc. Meanwhile, regular Sovereign is actually something different. Yeah, it looks like the new 52 Batman, but it's still his own thing. 
Mm. That's true. He does look very, very cool. And and little yeah. people, well, the eagle-eyed, um, the eagle-eyed look of that picture will notice that you're actually in it as well. <laughs> <laughs> so what what's that head sculpt like that um, you got done for you? Because it looks pretty cool. Okay, so shout out to Old Boy because Old Boy did that to me as a birthday gift for what? supporting them through their years of uh, doing what they do. And if you don't own an Old Boy sculpt, which is a really cool, they they just do a great job of going, hey. We want to bring something to the table that no one is doing, and they do it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's great to have that, and they've offered it at affordable prices. At before they switched to three D sculpting, it was all hand painted and hand sculpted. So you can't tell me that they weren't putting in a lot of love into this project. Yeah. So as as their friends, I've always been the type that just wanted to support them, and uh, they said, you know what, we want to give back to you, and it was a great birthday gift. It's something that I'm probably gonna live with forever, and you know. Have them updated to an old man me in thirty years. I don't know. <laughs> That's um, your latest post you did as well is particularly cool, showing that you kicking ass of some people as well. Oh yeah, I was enjoying that one. You got to get Supreme the Amazing. <laughs> old man the Amazing. <laughs> now, Street version the Amazing. So many different ones you could go for. Yeah, you can. And then we made it to to fit mostly for Mezco. Uh, we want, and it fits on Marvel Legends too. But I'm, my head is a little too big. But uh, but it's great to like be able to have fun with that and and just being able to enjoy like the true art form. But now you've made yourself art, which yeah. in itself is is dope. And a lot of people, uh, it was received mostly positive. Uh, Heck yeah, yeah. some people who didn't like it, and I'm like, hey, that's your prerogative. If you don't like my <laughs> face, I get it. <laughs> you know, you need to put that head on a Batman figure. I think that'd be interesting. To see. Yes. I am uh, working on one Batman photo with my head on it. We're gonna see how that works out. Oh, nice. Sounds cool. Yeah. I hope it works out. But one thing that you uh, you definitely got me into a couple years ago because you do a lot of reviews on import figures, and there's recently a competitor coming out with uh, yeah domestic figures, a new take on some old figures, and you've done some outstanding pictures. These are the Hasbro Lightning Power Rangers, and oh, you've man, had you've had the figure arts version in the past. And I've gotten the Green Ranger, and I really enjoy it. So I just wanted to hear your take on uh, the new Hasbro Power Rangers and how they compare to the old school. This one is difficult to say. And by difficult, it's not difficult at all. It's just difficult to hear myself say it. Because for <laughs> years, and it's a, it's a difficult and complicated situation that I can literally go on for hours trying to explain, and it would not make sense to people. So I'm just not. But the simplest format is Bandai lost the license to put out Power Ranger toys in the U.S. Great. Saban sold it to Hasbro. Now Hasbro owns it. And Hasbro went wild. And they want to show that they have the initiative and what it takes to please not only the American fans, but I don't know if a bunch of people notice it, but they're trying to please Japanese fans as well, too. And that's mm-hmm. why they go in the extra mile with, you know, the head sculpt for the American people, but trying to keep these suits as Japanese-centric as possible. Everyone's talking about how they sometimes they look too fat, but it's like, dude, if you've put yourself in a Japanese spandex suit, you're going to look like that. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, how dare a figure be realistic? Yeah. But overall, so like, uh... that's how you're going to look when you put yourself in that situation. You know? <laughs> but overall, you're, you're pretty happy with what Hasbro is doing currently? I'm happy with it. I just hope that we don't get to a point where they either oversaturate themselves by making things and putting them out too quickly. 
Or even worse, they gave us these great first three or four waves, and after that, they skimp out and begin to start cutting. So we got to hope that they don't do that. Now, as fans, we have to show them, hey, we like what you're doing. We appreciate it. We always want more, never less. Yeah. And by more, that doesn't mean you always have to go, hey, we're going to start doing Build-A-Figure. That's stupid. You're doing just fine. You're giving them characters as their own. If you want to include more hands, sure, go for it. But you don't have to do the build a figure prospect. You really don't for this. Yeah. The build a figure Zord. <laughs> what was that? Build a figure Zord. No, I think that's been done. <laughs> and here's why: it's been done too many times, and it's wasted time and plastic for everyone. That's, that's probably point. yeah a big problem with the multiverse muscle line as well. To be honest, that's probably where they fall short, focusing on these silly build a figures and forgetting the things that matter to people that actually buy them. Exactly. Um, so in terms of um, your sort of creative uh, mind and everything, what excites you about taking pictures or getting new figures? What, what is it that motivates you? Mm, good question. I am actually not excited to get figures anymore because of the internet. Right, okay. The internet spoils everything. It ruins things. And then what's even worse, it's fandom and community being mad at each other about who has what. Instead yeah. of just celebrating the fact that a person can go, hey, I have this. I want to share this with you guys. And, not, and, and it's okay if, if the person is doing it in a positive way. But if they're doing it in a negative way, instead of trying to spotlight and make them feel bad, just don't give them the attention. Yeah. And But when I am excited for a toy, I, I do want to show it off. But I have learned that I can't post that thing because I might make somebody feel the same way that I was just talking about. So I don't do that anymore. Instead, I kind of just save it for the review. I let it settle and I let it uh, smoothen down for a few days. And then I post like everybody else. Yeah. Because having it first made people feel like they were losing a race that wasn't there. And I didn't like making people feel that way. That is one of the best ways I've heard it described. Yeah. Winning a race that they're not supposed to be running or it's not even most people are having. Dang. Exactly. That is so well put. Yeah, I got tired of making people feel that way. Well, and I didn't mean to do it purposely, but I took a step back, and that's why even now it makes it seem like I'm not doing as much. When it's not true, I'm actually doing a lot, just not posting as much, or I'm not saying, "Hey, I got in twelve new figures today, and I got twelve more coming tomorrow." That's not right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's true, and I, I know like uh, that is the balance that people strike, and especially toy photographers and those that are that gets uh, lucky enough to have a company say, Hey, we like what you're doing and we want you to showcase this product. It's a thing of like, okay, I don't want to seem like a prick. I don't want to seem like a bragging, but I also want to do what this company asked me to do because it's something I enjoy and I'm talented at. So it's cool to hear your thought process on it because you are someone that companies, uh, they love having you showcase their product for a reason. It's not because you're showing off. It's because your skill set. Yeah. But, that's a, it's, it was, that was an interesting take. I like it. Yeah. And even like when it's company work, when I'm asked to do something, I don't feel bad because the whole point is to excite people. Like, Hey, yeah. this item isn't out yet. I have a first look at it. I'm willing to not only take my time today to go, you know what, if I'm going to post about it today, I'm going to take a couple hours and answer all the questions that come in about it. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what I do. And I know people don't notice that, but if I have something like the gears of war stuff, right? I had it before it released, and I took the time that whole day to go, if you have a question, 
I'm gonna answer it. It was all in my comments. I got emails that whole day. I just answered Gears of War questions, and I was fine. But if it's something that's like widely released, I'm just gonna post a picture and I'm gonna get off social media because I don't want to get stuck there. Yeah. But then I realized when I come back, some people are mad I didn't answer right away, and it's like it's different when it's promoted work. I take the time. I take the day to go. Cool. This is what it is. When it's regular stuff that I think it's out for everyone, I also realize sometimes I may be forgetting it may not be out for everyone. So you know yeah. what? Let me go back and I'm going to answer that. It may not be the same day, but I try to answer as many people as possible. I only have two rules when it comes to asking me stuff. Don't ask me dumb questions that I already <laughs> answered. <laughs> and don't ask me about my personal life. That's all I have asked people. Yeah. Most of the time, people still break both of those rules. So what's your last name? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it, that one's easy. That one. No, I'm just messing. Oh, okay. No, but uh, but another thing that uh, people have to remember too is when you're doing these reviews, and especially you, there's a lot of people that look to you to uh, get your take on something because a lot of these figures are a big investment, a lot of money. People respect your input, and they want to. Uh, they don't want to waste their money. Yeah. My cousin uh, at Venomous, he does a Star Wars guy, and he doesn't post a lot of figures. He's a collector. He tells me he watches you all the time. He tells me that he got a, a Mezco Clockwork Orange based on your review because he was going back and forth between mix So what what's crazy is I didn't even I didn't even review that. I just took pictures of it. Oh yeah, yeah. that was enough. <laughs> that, that that's crazy. That's crazy. I I'm didn't the, even review that. I just took pictures of it. I'm the exact same as well. I, I actually um, found you a couple of years ago through YouTube before Instagram. Like, I remember. Um, I mean, recently, as an example, the, the Mafex Bruce Wayne figures that you reviewed, um, fantastic review. I was looking at, into buying them, and I really enjoyed um, the whole process of you talking through the, the good, bad points about it. And you know, just seeing him with other figures in diorama is really cool. That That is uh, – thank you for that, first of all. Um, but what's crazy is, right, somebody brought it to me, uh, I think, a month or two ago. I think it was before I left for San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. And they brought up something to me in a conversation that I didn't realize. And they were like, yeah, you were like the first guy who not only consistently did reviews and dioramas, but you consistently compared lines that people didn't think about before. Yeah. With stuff. Yeah. And I didn't think about it because I've been doing it so long, I thought everyone did it. And I, I went back and I looked at some of my old videos which are freaking horrendous, um, is uh, I did do that. I did do that. And, and it was crazy because I thought that everyone else was doing it already. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to bring something to the table that I felt like people would want to see. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, and now everybody does it. I, I, in a, in a, inadvertently, I set the standard, which is great. Well, just, because, just like just something as simple as putting like the Mezco tactical Batman alongside the Mafex Bruce Wayne Batman. I mean that I don't have the Mafex tactical, and so that's an extremely helpful thing just to see uh, in a split second thing. Yeah, visually, it, that's all it takes because some people just want to see body type. How does it stack up? How yeah. do I look at? How do I want to put this in the picture? Do I want to leave it in the background? Do I leave it in yeah. the foreground? Can I do a shot with him changing clothes? I get it. Yeah. These are things that you may want to ask and seeing them next to each other may just do that for you. Yeah, especially with import figures where the scales can be like all over the place sometimes. So it is genuinely very helpful. Yeah, I've noticed that import figures are now getting to a point where uh, they're trying to scale more for the US stuff. That's what it's looking like. Yeah. Mm. But uh, that, not, that may not always be the case. You know what I mean? Like, like SHF is always going to stay in scale with other SHF. Meanwhile, uh, 
Mafex is trying to scale with American Six Inch Marvel Legends. I don't yeah. know if people notice that, mm. but they're trying. They're doing a decent job too. <laughs> now you did bring up a uh, Comic Con. Yes. First, I want to ask you a little bit about how was that this year? It was a 50th anniversary. You saw that there was a lot going on. How would how did you enjoy it? I, I'm gonna be. Oh wait, I lost you. Hello. Are you there? Yeah, I'm no, okay. You there. It, it's funny because you'll talk and then it'll like. You'll, you'll talk and then it echo and then it'll just go completely silent. Then I'm like, oh snap, what happened? <laughs> I gotta update my phone or something. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you, the last thing I heard was it was the 50th anniversary and then you went blank. Oh, then I said, well, how was your experience this year? How'd you enjoy uh, it? Me personally, I never enjoy comic cons. Okay. Um, no, 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 and it, and it's crazy. And the reason why I don't enjoy comic cons is because when you have to work a convention, it's not the same as enjoying in a convention. Yeah, like. Working a convention is is tedious work. It's difficult, and it is nonstop. You eating terrible food and working nonstop. You know what I mean. But the the after hours stuff with meeting your friends, seeing people you know, having work dinners, that stuff totally makes the experience worth it. The seeing your friends even on the show floor is more than enough to brighten your day while you're there, and that's one of the most enjoyable aspects of Comic Con. Because I get to see people, I only get to see once or twice a year there. And we get to hang out like we've been hanging out for months together. So that is probably the best experience I can have. But as far as working the convention, it's difficult. It's, it's difficult. It's a very love-hate relationship. But uh, The amount of content you put up, it looks like it's nonstop. Yes, it is nonstop. And then there's, there's even the content you see is nothing compared to the content I learn and can't talk about, which makes it even mm. worse. And then you so you, inside itching to tell people what you can't. <laughs> it used to be like that four years ago, but now I'm just like it's it's Tuesday now. You know, kinda, yeah, I kind of get used to it a little bit. Well, yeah, you get used to it, but it's also why for a, for years I had to abstain from doing interviews yeah. because you would, you would say things by accident because you didn't have the practice and you would blurt things out by by mistake. The you old Tom, I mean? huh? The old Tom Holland. Yep, the old Tom Holland. I was doing Tom Holland before Tom Holland was. <laughs> now, the one thing I'm really itching to ask you about, and it's because it looks so freaking good, and it's new from NECA, and mm-hmm. they got some DC stuff popping. You have been taking some crazy cool photos. So I also want to hear your opinion on these NECA DC figures. I lost you. Okay. <laughs> what, it, what do you think of the new NECA DC figures? The uh, the DC two packs from yes, Comic Con. Yes, oh man, listen, I love what they're doing, and it, it's crazy because ten years ago I was a NECA fan, five years ago I wasn't a NECA fan, and today I'm a NECA fan again. And it's not like I became one of those guys who hated NECA. It was just a situation where I wasn't happy with where they were. I still yeah. wish them the best, and it was great. Everything was fun, but it was I moved on into articulation. They moved towards sculpt at the time. Yeah. Once they started moving towards articulation, which is my realm of enjoyment, I said, you know what? This is great. I love where this is going. And in the Predator line and the Alien line is what got me back in because I love the Predator comic books. So when they do any sort of comic-related Predator, I lose my mind. <laughs> so this is a double whammy for me because I'm getting a Yellow Lantern Predator. People don't know it, but my two favorite superheroes are Green Lantern and Spider-Man. I have tattoos of both of them. So the nice. fact that I'm getting a Yellow Lantern Predator means a lot to me. It's a double whammy. It's a comic book, and it's a comic book character of a comic book character. And so one that you have a lot of passion for. 
Yeah. Well, uh, well, Predator is just really fun in general. So to make him a Yellow Lantern was even better. So you're definitely going to be getting the Green Lantern pack then when that comes out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll be waiting online like everybody else. I mean, that does look freaking awesome. Actually, talking of sort of Comic-Con... And Unle- unless Nick is listening to this and they want to send it to me early. I'll tag him. So, yeah. head of New York Comic-Con, what are your expectations? What are you hoping for from major companies? and What, what are you looking forward to? It'd be best I don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, another, no, another rabbit hole. <laughs> no, no, I just... Because I you kind of know 80% of it. <laughs> But we, the uh, one question I have, uh, so kind of lead, hopefully you don't know too much about it. Uh, yeah. In terms of McFarland toys, what do you think they're going to be able to do with the multiverse, DC multiverse line, or do you even care? I am a little disappointed in the McFarland line. Okay. And it's, it's not because of what they have planned. I think that they probably had a great idea of where to go and how to do it. The problem, the two issues I have with the McFarlane stuff is uh, QC that follows up with their stuff and the, the lack of effort put into lines that he, they don't care about. Because the My Hero line was abysmal. It was absolutely terrible. And uh, any, you know what? The entire anime line so far has been terrible. Meanwhile, if it's video game or, or comic book related, he puts a lot more effort into it. And it's sort of like you can tell where you care about but if you didn't care about it, why did you even bother getting the license? Like, don't do that. That's a great point. Mm. Because like you your know. Stranger Things thing, their Stranger Things figures are absolutely cheap as crap. Like they break as soon as you move. I've heard good things about those, but I don't collect those. But I tried the All Might and the Bakugo, and I was immediately disappointed. Uh, and in terms of articulation. Uh, that's not something that you you think that they're too well at, or I think that they will. Mm, it, it's tricky because, right? So you have stuff like the Fortnite stuff, which is amazing, mm. and then you have again like the My Hero stuff, terrible. Then you have the Stranger Things stuff, also what I from what I hear, terrible articulation but excellent sculpt. So yeah. it's like if you're aiming for one thing, cool. You 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 take away from another because you are on a budgeted. $20 action figure plan. I get that. But to take a license away from other people because you wanted it so bad, you have to prove that you want it by putting effort into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, other companies like Bandai and Figma could go back to just making them. You know what I mean? That's what they excel at, the anime, anime figures. Yeah. Certainly so extremely it's... hopeful because they're supposed to be basing it on the um, uh, the... Fortnite line, that's supposed to be that sort of base figure, which is what McFarlane himself has said, so hopefully well, that's good. I, I don't really believe things he says, <laughs> so, because he's a little out of touch. Definitely. So, I mean, he still makes basketball huh? statues. No articulation. Hey, hey, that's what he chooses to do because he doesn't <sighs> like articulation. He said it himself. <sighs> that kills me. Well, that's also why I find it difficult to believe things that he says. Where it's like you want to do quote unquote action figures and you continue to do the opposite of what is an action figure. He doesn't even like the way the sculpt looks on the Fortnite figures, yet he continues to make them. I get that you're going against your own wishes there, but like I said, it's a, it's a little bit of give and take there. At a, in a business compromise, you want to be able to go, all right, all right, I really don't like articulation, but articulation is big in 2019. So guess what? I need to do something that's going to sell articulation. 
So make it as smooth as possible. Make the cut where, you know, where you may not want it. Go over it with somebody who's going to be objective on it because clearly you are not objective. Mm. And then just go from there. But he, he clearly can't do that just yet. He's not comfortable in both his ability and whoever else he's working with. So that's my look on it. I don't think we've ever had someone drop this much toy knowledge in one segment. (laughs) (laughs) We've had so much freaking information on this one. This has been awesome. I'm just doing what I can. You're doing what you do. (laughs) That's why you're you. you. Still drinking the water? I actually had a whole gallon today. (laughs) I probably should be working on gallon two, but I'm going to wait it out because I got to have dinner in a little bit. (laughs) You got got anything else? Yeah, well, I I wanted to ask you, so... um recently there's been a lot of hype around um, the new Joker movie and, and that sort of stuff. Is that something that you're going to be interested in and looking forward to? With the new Joker movie? No. I absolutely have zero interest in it. Really? Yeah, I am not a fan of sympathizing with a mass murderer. Now, hear me out. <laughs> you have a point. Now, hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. And this is just my opinion. It's clearly just my opinion here. Here in the U.S., there's a lot of hot topic buttons right now. Mm. And uh, I don't think releasing this movie right now was the best move. Yeah, especially it's like almost every other day something crazy happens. Yeah, and me like people go to see movies to see movies and enjoy them. It's yes. nothing wrong with seeing a psychological thriller. It's nothing wrong with occasionally seeing the bad guy win. I think all of those are great things. I just think that a movie about a person who is everything you don't want right now to happen in the U.S. and releasing the movie, sympathizing with him and making him seem like it's okay to do these things is just bad timing. That's going to be interesting. I'm not going to say it's a bad movie because that would be untrue. I'm probably not going to go see it, so I can't speak on the movie. But I don't have any general excitement towards it. Fair enough, yeah, fair enough. That's a good, uh, that's actually a sensible, logical thing. It's crazy to think that the amazing is so logical and thoughtful and all that stuff. <laughs> I know I seem like a crazy guy, right? Yeah. Well, crazy, crazy amount of uh, cool pictures. That's about it. Oh, yeah. That, that actually works out pretty well. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I mean, like, before you came on, for you guys that are listening, like, he was in between doing videos. Like you said, he was doing shots. So we're, we're thankful at all that we got any amount of time with him. Uh, but any last words before we wrap up here, Scott? Uh, well, a massive thanks for you coming up. Uh, so I know it's a massive, um, a massive thing because you have a lot of uh, a lot of figures to review, a lot of videos to post, and yeah, so really appreciate you coming on. And you're a big inspiration of mine. And I'd like to say I love your YouTube videos. Just got absolutely everything there you could ever want from uh, a collector. I appreciate it. I'm just trying to. I want to be able to do more. The problem is I work a full-time job and I do freelance. So I don't think anybody knows that because I don't like to talk about that kind of stuff. But I'm trying to be a little bit more open with the world. And the thing is, that's why I'm so busy. I want to balance my work life and my personal life all while still being able to pay the bills. So, uh, yeah. I don't know how it would be possible to do more. I feel like you're busting out a lot of pictures and a lot of reviews all the time. So, no, we... What's crazy is even if I didn't like, and it, this is going to sound like I'm bragging, but I'm not. This is just the, the factual thing that what it is. Even if I didn't take new pictures today, if I didn't take new pictures for at least the next year, I can still post 
three to four pictures every day from now <laughs> and for the next maybe year and a half, two years. I just went through my memory card trying to upload it to my new iMac. It had 50,000 photos. Oh, wow. And I'm like, wow, that's, I took a lot of photos. And I'm like, dog, that was just from the last nine months. I'm like, oh, my wow. God. How probably- if you go about cropping that down? That's mad. <laughs> that's what I was trying to figure out. Like, how did I do this? And I, I don't... <laughs> I think I think it's honestly it's just a blur because I don't remember. I think I think that's, that's the, the, the true passion coming out there for, for how tough it can be sometimes. Yeah. That the passion like overrides. Yeah, because yeah, I clearly didn't put two and two together and realize I had that many photos. That was just <laughs> on my memory card. Oh wow! And even on my new my new memory card, I just got a new two hundred and fifty six gigabyte, and that's already four thousand photos in, and I only got that two weeks oh, ago. Wow. So I'm like. So I'm like, what am I doing here? Am I not paying attention? I think it's just me not paying attention. But uh, there's also a lot of scrap shots. But the point is, I take a lot. So it's like, what am you know, find some balance yeah. there. <laughs> well, even if you don't pay attention, the people that are following and watching certainly do because we all enjoy what you do. So definitely keep keep doing that. That's the plan. Thank you. And again, if you guys aren't following him, you need to subscribe on YouTube, D Amazing. And you can also find him on Instagram, D double underscore amazing, where he also posts not only crazy cool photos, army building photos, different angles, different lighting. Everything's different. Uh, he also has videos uh, for reviews straight on Instagram as well. So you can check those out. But we recommend that you uh, subscribe and follow both accounts. And again, we want to thank him for taking time out of his day. We know he's crazy busy. Yeah, he came on absolutely dumped crazy amounts of knowledge, very logical, sensible stuff. You wouldn't think that. Uh, I'm pretty sure most people haven't even thought about the fact that Joker is a psychopathic clown, and they're looking forward to seeing him kill people. So that was it. That's a good <laughs> take. And uh, yeah, it's just all, just cool getting to hear uh, that you're doing well. That brands love what you're doing because we all love it, and that they. Uh, they realize that and they continue to let you be the one to showcase some of this stuff and let us decide how we spend our big bucks on these uh, a little pricier figs. And I, I think that definitely inspired me from way back. And uh, like Scott said, I followed you from YouTube and I don't, I don't think if it, was, if it wasn't for you, I probably wouldn't even think that adults did this. So it's, it's <laughs> But we do, we do this. Yes. And that, and that's one thing I want to add before we go is like, as adults, I think, uh, and please don't get mad with me, but I know people will. Um, I want us as adults to actually treat each other like adults. And if there's something you don't like, you don't have to necessarily be an asshole about it. <laughs> Not everything requires engagement. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have to know to walk away from something because this is the internet, guys. Like, if you don't like something, just tune it out. And and I know that's harder to say than actually doing because you, you want to be able to stand up for yourself. You want to be able to do something. But sometimes engaging a person is exactly what they want. Yeah. So we cannot, we cannot give people what they want. Very well said. Very well said. Yeah. I just want us to focus on the actual community part because if you have to mention eight times, like, this is supposed to be for the community – then it's probably not for the community. <laughs> if you want to do something, if you want to do something positive for a person, just do it. Yeah. Positivity and doing well by others should not be showcased in the light 
where it's like you feel like you know you want to be a superstar yeah. for it. General generosity want... credit should never cross paths. Exactly. Do good, be good. That's it. Yeah. The drinking water part, I add that because I want everybody to be healthy. But for the most <laughs> part, I love it. Uh, again, thank you, man. This is, you dropped a lot of knowledge, and actually, you just uh, dropped some stuff on actually being a good human too, not being uh, just worried about the material things in life. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that you're able to continue to keep your balance like you're able to do. And you're able to <laughs> separate yourself from being on the internet full time, but for the time that you are on the internet, we're very thankful. And again, yeah. uh, this has been DC Figures and Collectibles. We got, hope you guys enjoyed this. Seen a lot of positive feedback on the new YouTube page. The listens are up. Uh, a lot of good messages. Definitely know you guys are going to enjoy this. Uh, this has been anything the best part of my day so far. It's been a pretty stressful day until this. Yeah, so, same here. <laughs> Skype is the only thing that made me stressful. Uh, well, we're <laughs> thankful that you stuck with us. and yeah. This was a blast. So thank you yeah. again. This has been DC Figures and Collectibles. We do what you do too. We encompass ourselves in in our fantasy world of toys. And uh, remember to do what D Amazing says: be good, do good, drink your water. And we will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.